Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, man, look who it is right here in the, in the flesh. Hey, in the that. flesh. Hey. Wow. You escaped the basement. I'm not going to lie. We had no out, idea. Being outside smells like disease. <laughs> it does? <laughs> well, uh, you are... Uh, it, I, smells, it smells like a hospital everywhere. And I think you guys have just gone nose blind to it. But everything smells uh, disinfected, which is the opposite of disease. But that's mm-hmm. what makes me think of it. You got, yeah. uh, you got kicked out of your house today. I did. Yeah. Yes. We've got some people in the house today who did not want me around them, obviously. So you um, came here I then. frankly didn't want to be around them. So I thought I'd come see you but guys. We don't want to be around you. It's so weird well, how see, that but works. You don't have a choice. I know. So, I know. Yeah. Did you uh, did you create your dogs? Oh, I did. I had to, yeah. How much are they going on? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did let the guys know. I left a note uh, that are going to be in the house to a bunch of contractors and stuff that, you know, the dogs will certainly alert you to their presence. Yes, uh, sure. Please do your best to ignore them. Probably uh, all day. <laughs> Well-known fact uh, here. In, I, we uh, haven't done it, in, it. I mean, we didn't create our dogs anyway. It just wasn't necessary. But we might put them in the laundry room or something on mm-hmm. occasion. Um, but, like, to actually be in a crate, in a room, in the house alone. I mean, it's been forever since that's had to happen. So they're probably like, "What the f is going on?" They're not going. Sure, they're quiet. Yeah, yeah. and you right. guys, and you guys right. got. Uh, and, and since we do have uh, the Fourth of July weekend coming up, yeah, yeah. you guys got the email uh, because Ryan's got the biggest backyard and everything. Show Fact. up about two o'clock and the fireworks, and you're doing ribs and uh, and chicken yep. Yep. based and on I, social distancing. And I have, this is uh, the best and he's location. Pruning the brisket tree yeah. that yeah. you planted and all I have, those years I ago. I have six foot uh, serving tongs, right. um, and uh, <laughs> I will be serving also uh, six foot hot dogs, so you guys can each get on one end of it. Yeah, and you can uh, you have individual bags and not of for chips, the first time. All those things. Individual bags of chips. Everything's disposable. And also, uh, I'm afraid to tell you the pool is closed. Oh, oh no! Yeah. So did you get a pool? Get to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about one feet deep. I think it's about uh, six, six by six by six. I can almost lay down in it. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. pretty, pretty. You can sweet. almost I mean, relax in it. It's fancy. The it's, ed- it's full of peanut butter right now. That's a long story. The edge <laughs> says no diving. Yeah. <laughs> so you know why? Because somebody dove in it. In, you uh, put in honor of the Fourth uh, of July weekend, you. Yeah. Uh, brought us some some songs that mention the 4th of July. These songs specifically say 4th of July, even though maybe not all of them have everything to do with the 4th, the 4th of, July. of July. Or what okay. you might think of Independence. Alright, so 10 songs about the 4th of July on Sit and Spin. 10, number 10. Leaving Texas, 4th day of July. What the hell is this? This, of course, so is the Grateful Dead. So That's why I don't like oh. it. 
I was like, I don't know if I'd ever heard this the song. The song is Jack Straw. Do you want to guess what album it came from? I'll give you a hint. Is it Night of the Living Dead? No. Is it Evil Dead, Shaun of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead? Dead Man Walking? No, it's from Europe 72. Europe 72. Oh. <laughs> Jack Straw, I believe, from, uh, from, he's from Wichita, isn't he? I think so. And he, yes, was, yeah. going, he was going to Texas sometime around he's early, only from, early July. He's only July. from Wichita because mm-hmm. his name rhymes with that. Guess what? Now is a terrible time to go to Texas, by the way, Jack. Ten songs about the 4th of July on Sit and Spin. Nine, number nine. Ask him. So this is uh, Aerosmith's Walking the Dog. It has been my experience with rock songs that uh, rarely are they actually talking about a dog. I was going to say, he makes <laughs> Walking the Dog sound so cool. Right, right. You know what black, I mean? Black dog, just, giving the dog a bone. Like, I don't know. This doesn't sound like my walks. Dog. Like, are you going to poop or not? <laughs> please. Please. That would be the dog song. Come on. Right. Come on, right. man. I got to go. It's cold. It's raining. I got to go. <laughs> please poop. Ted knows songs about the 4th of July on Sit and Spin. Eight, number eight. So this is from Soundgarden, Super Unknown. It's hard to say what the best song on this album is because they're all, all of them. Awesome. All of the above. Truly, uh, but Fourth of July would be at the top of the list where they're all number one. Although, it's, and, I, and I loved Chris Cornell deeply, passionately, but really you weren't sure if it was the end or if it was Independence Day. That is what I get out of the song. Are we dying or are we celebrating? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> These are 10 songs about the 4th of July. Seven, number seven. You just got it is this Katie? Oh, oh God. Why do I hate her as much as I do? I don't know. Like, everything about her I hate. I don't remember specifically. You're annoying noise at night. I think this is the video where she shoots fireworks out of her boobs, though. (laughs) Oh, really? I mean. Oh, sweet. Okay, I like her a little more. (laughs) I want to see that display. You know what I mean? Is that a metaphor? Get out of here. (laughs) I just, when that song came out, it was a great time. Ten uh, ten songs about the 4th of July (laughs) of Sin. Number six. I'm judging uh, by the band better than Ezra that Ezra was just okay. I'm just I was just thinking the same thing. Like, what did Ezra do? Yeah, he was I, worse than that. If right. they're better than Ezra, I'm going to say on a one to ten scale, Ezra was about a three at best. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn, Ezra! <laughs> ten songs about the Fourth of July on City Spin. Number five. He sings like drunk people speak at the bar. While they're pooping. Right. (laughs) He's the guy in the next stall at the bar. Because there's a strain in there. (laughs) The name of the song is called Guys Like Us. (laughs) 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 Guys Like Us? We don't need that. Old fashioned. These are our 10 songs about the 4th of July. Four, number four. 
Me and Ted are lost in the cloud of who? Oh, come on. You don't know this song? Oh, that's this is a uh, Martina McBride classic right here. Has oh, nothing yeah, nothing yeah, actually okay. to do with the 4th of July. Well, it's Independence uh, Day. Yeah, this is Independence time. Day. Yeah, exactly. It's about the 4th of July. I can't believe I didn't recognize Martina McBride. I you, thought you were going to get three notes. I would think that you would be a big Martina yes. McBride. Meanwhile, Mike Hawk is over here biting, his, biting his bottom <laughs> well, lip with his hand yeah. in the air. He's got a skull, <laughs> he's got a skull banded in. And like Eagle actually right? landed right? on his shoulder. Spit cup. <laughs> Ten songs about the 4th of July. I'll sit and spit. Number three. I remember spending some time in a park in Chicago with this group. It wasn't the 4th of July, but we did take a nap. Yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> By taking a nap, we passed out. Right. I, think was, I think it was snowing. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, see, what happened was, yes. is it, was it had stopped snowing. Oh. oh. So we took a break. Day nap? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was in August. And then, it was in the middle of the, the summer. The blizzard so kicked back up again later that <laughs> oh afternoon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. The Windy City. <laughs> you never know when that cold front's going to move no, three miles. Don't. Whoa. Whoa. You took that opportunity to get Whoa. a little shut eye between storms. Yeah. <laughs> like in Monument Park, leaned up against a beam. True or story. Was that, that nighttime happened. or daytime? It was, no, it was daytime. daytime. That it was, was early. That was probably like yeah, was, That was pretty early yeah. in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. about noon. I, I, I had taken a red eye and hooked up with these guys who had red morning. eyes. And we had not right. fallen asleep yet. Right. We had a couple of shots of and then walked to the park. Exactly. <laughs> Went to Hear sleep. that story and others on <laughs> the greatest story, story never, never told. told. We will get there someday. <laughs> <laughs> Ten songs about the Fourth of July on Sid and Number two. Learn about folks going to die. Don't go to heaven where the angels fly. Go to a lake of fire and fly. See him again. Tell the Fourth of July. See you die and then you're reincarnated on Independence Day. Right. In a lake of fire. In a lake of fire. You said that was uh, meat puppets? Yeah, all due respect to the meat puppets. This is a meat puppet song, but Mm. uh, most people are familiar with the uh, the Nirvana version. Okay. Because they play it on the radio all the time. That's right, man. (laughs) You always play this song. Yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. We've got nine nine songs about the 4th of July finished here. Let's uh, let's get to number one. One, number one. Oh, yeah. That's great, man. I don't know if I don't know if if Miles and Thrill were there, but I think Ted was with us, or we were meeting Ted. We went to a Willie Nelson concert at the Gorge. I was not years there. ago. Fourth, I was there. Fourth of July weekend. We were in an RV. It was me and Hair Club and uh, uh, Misha, who used to work with us. Right, right. A lot of folks know Misha. A bunch of people in an RV, and we must have listened to this song five times on the way over to the Gorge. <laughs> Five cracking on the Fourth of July. Yeah, Thank you, Ryan Castle. We appreciate it. Enjoy your Fourth. Be safe. Ten songs about the Fourth of July. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at Facebook.com/slash the men's room. Now back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. What's, uh, what's the most dangerous part of your mm-hmm. hobby, and do you ever, uh, did you ever find out personally? 206-421-ROCK. <laughs> Hello, Jake. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So, with my hobby is I love to build guns, take them out shooting, go hunting, things like that. If you're going to uh, build a gun, I would hope you'd do the rest of that stuff. So, I've been, been around guns my whole life. I think I got my first rifle when I was nine years old. It was uh, it was a gift from my grandfather. So I've I've had the all the discipline, all the training. Did I was in the army for four years. So I've I've always been around gun safety. Uh, this actually happened uh, two weeks ago. I went down to Olympia to the Triangle Pit, 
and I took my newly built a uh, 308 AR, and this guy walks over to me, wants to know if he can take a couple rounds through it, and wants to shoot it down range and things like that. And I was like, sure, why not? So I go down, I set up a new target for him. Uh, everybody else had stopped shooting. We were getting ready to start uh, start shooting again. And as soon as I go down the range, there's this guy who just starts letting rounds off down range. Jesus. And so we're all just at him, and one dude actually runs straight at him and just tackles him. What do you think was going on with this guy? I I honestly have no idea. I think it was just he had these new earmuffs, and I, honestly, I don't know. With those earmuffs, they can be hard to hear sometimes, but you gotta you got to pay attention to your surroundings. I don't think he was paying a lick of attention. I would guess yeah. he's not, or he hated you. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the alternative. He wanted you dead, or he was not paying attention. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I knew the guy, so there's a chance you wanted to kill me. Damn. I mean, mm-hmm. that's scary. Somebody firing during a ceasefire at a range. It's, even if it's not a ceasefire, it's scary. I remember getting shot at in Baltimore. We knew there's no chance guys going to hit us, but it, me and my buddy Leon, we left a bar. It's 2 a.m., this area called Fells Point. At the time, to get from Fells Point to where we live, you just walked through the hood. There's just there's no way around it. Well, I guess there's a way around it. It was like an eight-mile walk, mm-hmm. right? So we're cutting through there, and my buddy, he puts his hand on my chest. He goes, hang on a minute, man. I'm like, what? And he kind of points about two blocks away at a stop sign. There's a brother standing there, and he's like, I think he's going to shoot. And as he's saying, it's like, man, I think he's going to shoot. And it's this weird thing. I don't think he got anywhere close. It doesn't matter. Either way, we take off running. But we're, like, running through all these buildings and the projects. And we're we're kind of laughing. You know what I mean? It's that weird, like, nervous laugh. And then you hear another. <laughs> Man's get out of there without getting shot. Did not know the guy. We weren't there to be no good. I don't know what it was about, but it's just Baltimore being Baltimore. It's those, and I'm break, like, it's those brick apartments with the laundry. You know exactly. You know been, exactly where. I did not get shot at. Right. But I, I thought I was going to die. And I was just like, oh, my God. And you know, but Don't walk home for Bohagers. You know what, man? That <laughs> the old one. The old one. That is precisely <laughs> the old one. Precisely the location. Exactly. I cannot explain what this little hood is like. It is not very big, but it is. It is so remarkably dangerous, mm-hmm. and it's only like eight blocks, right? But I mean, it doesn't matter. One block is a difference. Is, it is effed in, up in, in Baltimore. Matter. One block can make a huge difference. It's yeah, but I'm like, why is he even shooting at us? And it's kind of funny. Like he just looked at him, was like, oh, he's gonna shoot at oh, us mm-hmm. instantly. I didn't even see the guy, but Leon, they stopped me. He's like, hey, man, I'm telling you, I think. Uh, Jesus Christ. What's the most dangerous part of your hobby? <laughs> You're just going to a show, probably. And did you ever find out personally? 206-421-ROCK. Uh, walking home, uh, leaving the bar. Mm-hmm. That's a hobby. Don't you dare do that. That is. Yeah, or high school parties. Like We never got shot at, but I was definitely at parties where shots rang shots out. Shots, right. That's how the party ended. Yeah. That's the East Coast standard. Like, how long are you going to party? Well, until somebody shoots somebody. Mm-hmm. Right, and then... I never knew anybody that got shot at one of these parties, but it was always the same thing. Like the next Monday at school, it was like they were just blanks. They're shooting them in the air. Everything's fine. Oh, that do that, not that comforted know where we everyone. Live. Yeah, that, I, I I know. I'm just telling you. They were that's, not firing. That's what blanks. it was every time. That's someone covering to make sure they don't go to jail if the cops ask you what the hell happened. <laughs> hello, Todd. Welcome to the men's room. Hello, hello. Hola, right. hola. Today's a great day. Um, so my hobby is running, jogging. I love to do that. That makes no sense. I just don't. I know people do it. I get it. And I'm happy the people are being healthy. But, like, I can't. My hobby is stopping. Like, as soon as I start running, the next thing I think is, man, I can't wait till I stop running. Sit down. And I do my hobby very well. (laughs) Well, I'm 
out running. I love to do this thing. So I'm training for races, for whatever, you know, and I'm out there running. And, and you know, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. So it's, it's raining. I get – somebody goes through a mud puddle, I get, I get hosed. Okay, that's, that's expected. I'm running down during the summer. Somebody throws a, a, a Gatorade bottle at me, hits me right in the leg. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I'm not. I mean, the guy leans out the window. I'm like, oh, hey. I'm like, he's waving. And all of a sudden, I see this water. He throws it right at my junk. And I just moved right out of the way just in time. It hit me in the top left thigh, right next to this, right next to my business. And but I tell you what, I went down and I grabbed a rock and I ran for another three miles trying to find those dudes. <laughs> Randomly. You know, I mean, from the pretentious standpoint, people do hate runners. I think it's a level below bicyclists, but I, I definitely think that. Uh, but I wouldn't think worst. I'm going to hit them with yeah, a bottle of drug. I mean, I, just running it, running uh, with traffic is obviously dangerous. You know, like most sure. people who run know to run against traffic. So if you're going to run, that way you can at least jump out of the way if somebody swerves. If they're coming up behind you and they swerve off the road, you can't well, see you them. you can't see them. So, you yeah. know. Well, okay. So I graduate in 87. I get into some trouble. And I'm like, I got to get out of my this environment. So I go, what's a better place to go and chill out than Alaska? So I know uh, my cousin lives up in Alaska. I go, hey, can I come up there for a couple years, get away from my stuff? Sure, come on up. So I go up there, and I still love running. I'm 20 years old, but 30 years ago from this month, actually, and there's a guy a mountain upside out of Anchorage called Flat Top. Yeah. Oh, well, I've been up there with Miles, and I hated uh, every second of it. We got caught up in a cloud, man, of that scramble on the top, and we couldn't so, see, and we thought we were going to die. So I go up there. I, I got my running shoes, my cutoffs. I put a hacky sack in my back pocket, and I got my, my smoking device in my left pocket. So what a cool thing. We'll go up there to Flat Top. We'll do some hacky sack. It's 1990. I got my freaking long hair in the back, you know. And so we do a business. I'm on the way down. I'm like, hey, I want to run on this trail. Well, <laughs> started running on this trail, went off the trail a little bit, and the mountain started getting steeper and steeper and steeper, and I lost my footing. And I went head over heel down almost that entire side of that mountain. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a quicker way down to the parking lot by that mega church. I mean, that is one way to get down. But. I will say this. Whoever went up there and spray they spray-painted rocks just in case, in case you couldn't see and you were caught up in that stuff, if they hadn't spray-painted those rocks, we couldn't have gone off there. And I would have killed you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're just like, we're the cop. <laughs> what the hell's going on they up here? They good chest see. pass. Yeah. Oh, my Two God. Two hands. Thumbs out. Yeah. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat. And potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room, the Ted Nougat. Head chef in the house. All right, all right. Very excited. Thank you, folks. Thank you. So we've been talking a lot today about uh, uh, 4th of July foods and stuff like that. Uh, so pasta salads came up. Uh, now, look, I'm going to be this person. I think... Technically, a pasta salad's different than macaroni, because macaroni salad can only be macaroni. Right. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So pasta salad could be any pasta shape you'd like. Uh, Mike, our very own Mike Hawk, had mentioned he had not eaten a lot of cold. He was disappointed as a child. He thought the pasta would be hot. As a child. As a child. The pasta mm -hmm. was cold. But it's to this day, it's affected him, and he's not a fan of cold pasta. He's not. You know, some people's like, father's leaving. Mike just had cold pasta and wrecked his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, cold <laughs> pasta. I just want hot pasta. To show up in my baseball game. In his defense, 
There is some foods I've done it before. Like you just for some reason I expected it to be hot mm-hmm. and it was cold. And I was like, oh, that's awkward. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but a, did it uh, scar like you? A, I had crab dip and it was cold. And I was like, ah, I wanted, I want hot crab dip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it, it ruined me for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's first world problems. Right? Yeah. Right. I want hot crab dip. Yeah. What I is mean, this? S. It's twelve bucks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I want it hot. Or at the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Hot crab dip. Yeah. It was cold. It was like with cream cheese. It sucked. You know what threw me off one time is that uh, I had eaten a lot of kimchi in a certain dish, and it was hot. And then one time I was at somebody's house, they were like, I was, they were like, oh, it's homemade kimchi. I was like, great. And I was like, oh, uh, no, why is it called? Now. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Just spin it all over the table. Called. Either way. <laughs> all right, so we're going to try some pasta salads here. Thanks, Miles, for grabbing some pasta salads. Absolutely. I worked all night on this. <laughs> uh, correct, I can tell. Yeah. I like the way that you put them in containers. I did. It and the labels it so expertly. And I waited by the pound. Yeah. <laughs> Even as a best of use by date, you are very thoughtful with this. Yes, this is amazing what I did. (laughs) All right. So, Mike, are you ready to try some cold uh, pasta? This is going to be very exciting. We're going to bring you back into the new world. Yay. First up, you have the classic pasta pesto salad. Mm -mm -mm. Pasta pesto salad, man. Uh, There you go. Hook them up. But it still gets Karen. This is tortellini pasta. Bam. Parmesan. Basil pesto sauce. Yeah, baby. Peas. Why? And slivered almonds. Stop it. Slivered. That's when it gets Karen. You don't need peas and slivered almonds in this, man. It's ridiculous. Keep talking like that. I'm going to sliver your almond. Give it a try. (laughs) Trying to avoid the slivers of almonds. It's got a good sauce to it. Still, I think it would taste better if it was heated up real fast. Throw it in a bowl and heat that thing up. This one might be better heated up. I'll agree with you on this one. I I will say, I, Miles, you can probably agree. I may or may not enjoy a, a, a pesto pasta salad with some artichokes and peas from mm-hmm. a certain place. Mm. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. Right? So the, if I'm going to eat a pasta salad cold, I think that pesto one's the one I'd go to. Now, next up, you have pasta with garlic sauce, a penne pasta, a sun-dried tomato, garlic aioli, mayonnaise, green onion, and Parmesan cheese. All right, see, this is what I'm down with. This one I feel I like is going to be a lot that. of flavor. Maybe too much flavor. I don't know. But they all work together. Hey, let me... Uh... All right, I thought Mike, that was a pea. It's Mike, green let's onion. see what you think. What do you think of this one? Again, it's got good flavor, <laughs> but there's no reason why it has to be cold. It's still good. The seasoning's good on it. The sauce right. is good on it. But that thing fresh out of the out of out of the uh, out of the pot after it's all heated up and then you mix that sauce in there that's a hundred times better already. Yeah, I feel like he's not going to budge on this, but that's all right. We got two more. Up next is my gangster nickname: spinach bow tie. You got farfelle pasta. For fall, yeah. For, right, bow tie pasta, fresh spinach, canola oil, mm. Parmesan cheese, garlic, salt, and pepper. Now this seems pretty solid. I'm going to wait, but I think Mike's going to like this one a little bit I more. I hate spinach, but I'm going to try it just because Mike's I like it. spinach. I put spinach on a lot of stuff. Spinach is almost cussed. Does that have hot sauce on it? Uh, It does not. Tastes like it. That's good. Oh, he likes it. He likes the bow tie. Don't like it. The one with spinach. <laughs> the one with spinach. Okay, but it's still too cold. Again, there's no reason why it has to be cold. Yeah, All three, three for three, have been okay cold, but they could have been a lot better if they were hot. All right, and this All one's right. easy to pronounce. Chow bay doo salad. Okay. Is Durham? it chubby doo? Chubby doo? Yeah. Oh, let me see. Hang on. I don't know. <laughs> I'll call it chubby doo. It's Durham wheat. Oh, God. Chubby doo. This is the best one. Chubby Some kind of pasta, Parmesan cheese, anchovies, lemon juice, garlic, and parsley. 
I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> Why? There's a there's a lot of different flavors in there, and I'm trying to process all of them. Oh yeah, so these noodles, if you're looking at it, this is like the thicker kind of spiral noodle, not quite a fraselli, mm. fraselli, but uh, oh, often wow. shows up in a mac and cheese as well. It's okay. A Ooh. good texture. This one, the cold is a, a little bit more bearable. Maybe it's because my tongue has uh, <laughs> gone no numb. In, no pun intended. Warmed up to it. Uh, oh wow, oh, man! Wow. See, see what I did there. That's all right. You know what? Which one are we bringing to your house? Uh, I'd go for that spinach one, yeah. Okay. All right, the spinach bow tie. Nice, nice. I like that. We don't want to bring the wrong thing over, you know? Yeah. By the way, we're coming over. I think you should know that, too. <laughs> we didn't tell you yet. Yeah. There was some talk about uh, going to somebody else's house, and I asked him today. I said, what are you serving on Saturday? What time should I get there? And he was like, what? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> All right, so we're talking pasta salad. Let's talk foods you should not serve at your 4th of July party. All right. Uh, number one seems simple, cheese plate. Save it for a dinner party because dairy and the sun are not friends. But you know damn well someone's still going to bring a cheese plate to your house. They always do. I, you know what? I'm guilty. I've been that guy a lot. But it's in easy. the summer, though? I mean, I know it's easy. That's why it shows up. But you feel like if we're outdoors in the summer, like, you know how this goes down. Uh, they say chocolate just because it melts. Now, listen, they put deviled eggs on this list, and I get it. But Mike and I were talking earlier, like, 4th of July, you got to have a deviled egg. These are uh, more for the warm weather states, too, considering yeah. the fact that it's 98 degrees and you've got mayonnaise-based products is, out. Deviled eggs don't last. They they don't, and I they don't never understand sit why. There for I don't 20 associate minutes. them with Christmas, but I associate them with 4th of July, like Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and Easter. Right. And if anyone comes over with deviled eggs where they have the Tupperware thing that has a little indentations for yeah. the eggs to actually sit in, eat those. Yeah, that, that, that guy's a pro. They know what they're doing. And, and his wife I mean. probably bought it for him. <laughs> right. Uh, fatty steaks. This one's pretty simple. It's just if you're eating with a plastic fork, it's hard, it's hard to cut through a fatty yeah, steak. Right. Uh, fried food. Look, fried food. We all love it. When it's been sitting around all day, it gets soggy and awkward. And it's weird. Yeah, like when you bite into a fried food and there's a little bit of oil, you're like, okay, it's hot. When it's cold, you feel like a fat sob. That yeah. includes fried chicken. Yeah, which is For a sure. shame. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Fr I mean, fried chicken. It's just not the time. Fried chicken's one of, one of those foods. Awesome, hot. Crappy cold. That's why if you do bring fried chicken, only bring a few pieces for just you to eat. <laughs> uh, I like this one. Just says green salad. Like, look, you can, and there's plenty of salads you could bring: macaroni salads, broccoli right. salad. But if you just bring a salad, that stuff's gonna wilt and go crazy. Uh, you know what? I'll leave you with this one, and I like this: plain buns. <laughs> Don't bring plain buns. Don't it's <laughs> just it's like, listen. Potato roll. You're eating burgers and hot dogs. Like, have a little bun variety. Right. Yeah, exactly. Spice <laughs> yeah. it up a little bit. If you're just having hot dogs and hamburgers, you know what I mean? You can you can go crazy on the bun. Yeah, you're going to be outside the whole day, which you should be, but also you kind of have to now. Right. But bring some bun variety. Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com. Where would you like to go? Just one more time. 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Nick. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So I, uh, I went to Hawaii last year with my girlfriend, and uh, we're both in our mid-20s. You know, we had all this hiking and, you know, inner tubing through all these cool tunnels and all this cool stuff we were going to do. And so we woke up the second day, the first morning there, and, and uh, my girlfriend, you know, okay, let's do this, let's do that. All right, I'm going to go hop in the shower. I hear, Foom, bam, ah, she slipped in the shower within 12 hours of being in Hawaii, broke a rib, and we didn't get to do anything. Oh, Jesus. I mean, man. nothing. You can't do anything. 
Like nothing. Nothing. Oh, and, no. Right, I, uh, she, I mean, she cracked a rib, so it wasn't a full break, but we had to cancel everything. And then to make things worse, I took her on a uh, on a cruise that was a little bumpy and choppy, and then in a <laughs> helicopter ride that wasn't. Oh, <laughs> the only other thing that would have made it worse if you took her to a comedy club. Yeah. You know, made her laugh all night. Right? Or made her listen to your guys' show, you know? Sure. But, yeah. uh, Put pepper under her but, nose. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a great time, though, but, uh, man. It's just so bad. I want to go back there so bad just to be able to experience all the what stuff we missed. Bring a lot of money. What island did you go to? Yeah. We went to Kauai, actually, the little uh, little island up there. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, there's a lot to do up there. Were you? Uh, let me ask you this. Were you as surprised as I was at how bumpy the helicopter ride is when one is doing that in Hawaii? Yeah, a little bit, actually. You know, it's like that, that sudden drop. You know, you're like, whoa, you know, how far did we just drop? It kind of was surprising to me. That was the mm-hmm. one thing. That I'm like, all right, we're going to go to Hawaii. I'm like, the only thing I really want to do, I'm going to do this Magnum PIS. I want to get in a helicopter and fly, you know, by the volcanoes and all that. Within about uh-huh. two minutes, yeah. if you get on that helicopter, I'm like, I cannot wait to get the F off I, of this thing. Yeah, I, I don't mind doing adventures, but not though. I, I took like a kayak. I did not up think the, it would be that up bad. the Waimea River to a waterfall that was up there, and nobody was there. I was just like, this is awesome. And I'm pretty sure I got bit by a bug that about killed me. <laughs> it, was, it was fun though. Right. And helicopters look so smooth and cool and TV and everything. They're not. No, and, I, and, and they're I, loud. And I said, I'm never doing this again. You fast forward, have kids, take them to Niagara Falls, around this big tour thing, and they all for the helicopter trip. Now, granted, the helicopter I got on in Hawaii, I'm pretty sure the guy that flew it also made it in his spare time while drinking Bud Light in his garage. The helicopters that they had in uh, Niagara Falls, these things look like Airwolf. I mean, they, and even the pilots, man, they literally stand there with their hands on their hips, the mirrored shades, the whole thing's nice. Get on this thing. It's no different. I cannot wait to get the hell off of this helicopter. Kids thought it was great. Mm-hmm. You fly over Niagara Falls, and I remember my son says to me, he says, Dad, if the helicopter crashes, and first I'm thinking, thank you for bringing that up right now, but he says if it does, he points at Niagara Falls and says, I, I hope we hit that and not the highway below us. And I said, brother, I know you have not been to Niagara Falls. You want to hit the highway. Mm-hmm. That is the last place you would want this thing to crash. Niagara Falls is no joke. And it's actually, just- I would like to go... I'd been there a bunch of times as a kid. That's why I took my kids about the same age. It's kind of mind-blowing. I mean, they got a real sense of nature there. Having just gone there, I would love to go back there. If you haven't me, gone, it's worth it, man. To me, it's like, I don't know, like going to a doctor or a chiropractor. or I, I'm trying to think of the right analogy here, like a, an actor compared to the stunt double. You know, you get a pilot, you get on a plane, this guy's got his, his captain outfit on. He's, he, he's, he's a respected man, you know what I mean? All, all things need to be checked, all those things. Sure. He's very, you know, like the, it's the pilot. This is the guy you trust. And it's almost like the helicopter pilot. They are just not – it's a different world. You like, know what I mean? They like, do things like, like pluck a you're, gauge you're, to see if it's working. You're nuts. You fly a helicopter. Right. You're responsible. You're going to fly this airplane. It's almost just like, oh, you're a whack job, crazy loon, helicopter. It, like helicopter pilots don't seem like the guys that are like, we're gonna go for a helicopter. Like, buckle in, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> they don't mind if you see duct tape like yeah, right. on the back of like. Why, why yeah, exactly. you got duct tape on that thing that looks important? Ah, <laughs> uh, she should be all right. Both of these people fly, but it just seems like there's however a, there's a different mindset between well, and the, once, the two pilots. Generally, you know? when you see a pilot, airline pilot, he's or a, a air a, uh, air yeah, just an airplane pilot. <laughs> he is a professional, mm-hmm. right? Whereas most helicopters you get in, it's like he's just doing a tour or whatever. So I think well, if you got in a smaller plane, you'd meet a lot more wahoo. Yeah, but when you say when he does a tour, okay, you'll find out very quickly. 
you know, when he starts flying that plane, like commercial, used to fly Blackhawks. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's, One thing I do appreciate. pilots are crazy. Those military dudes do an awesome job. They get into spots that are wild. But That's I, what I'm I appreciate the one thing about the helicopter, though, because look, you've gotten on a plane and they go, oh, would anybody be willing to get a voucher to catch the next flight because we're overweight? Because it's too much blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Helicopter, they weigh your ass before you get on there. And it is public knowledge, right? So my thought is. People roll in, you have to hand over your license and all this stuff. They need your info for obvious reasons. But they make you step on a scale. Because one thing they know to be true is nobody weighs yeah. what is on their driver's license because everyone lies. And it turns out when people step on that scale, it's like, huh, you might want to update your license because you're 25 pounds heavier than it says here. What are those big-ass <laughs> those big ass helicopters they fly to JB-11? Those Harriers? The, the kinds of the no, two No, Harriers blades? are planes. Yeah, what, are the, what are the ones with the two blades? Chinook? Big Chinook. They have the two blades on them? Yeah. yeah. Okay, the well, that, that pilot is a pilot. Like, right. he's not crazy. You know what I mean? He's flying that thing. To me, that guy is... So the bigger the vehicle, yeah, right. the more convinced you but are like, that the, See that thing right up there? That guy's nuts. <laughs> that guy flying right up there, he is nuts over Capitol Hill. Yeah. Yeah, he's an idiot. That, I'll tell you what, man. Have you seen some of the videos what they do with the Chinooks, too? No. Oh, my Lord. You you can't believe where they land those things. Sometimes they got to go out and get people off mountains and stuff. Oh, yeah. And just the way they back in. Tell you, helicopter pilots, you're right. They're a little crazy, but they are unreal. Right, because I read stories like, well, we were going to go up to Rainier and look for these guys, but the weather conditions were too bad. I'm like, they don't, they don't got the right helicopter pilot. <laughs> Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the Radio.com app. Well, they didn't go to adults on this one, but they did have a survey where they asked uh, a thousand kids under the age of 11 to name the best thing about being a kid. And they're right there in the wheelhouse, so they know. Just say under 11. They're gonna, they could say, like, rainbows and... Yeah, that's... You ice know cream. Yeah. But so, think how simple it is. Like, <laughs> And honestly, I mean, think about what you can use to bribe... Like, you try to bribe a cop, you go to jail. You go to bribe... A, yes, that it happens. <laughs> you go to bribe a kid, you're like, listen... to come out of your mouth. I'll give you three dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. And, like, that's all you need to do to wheel and deal with kids. I will say that not in my circumstance, it just does... It, it seems like we did a lot more as kids as far as what we had to do chore wise for the yeah. home you know what i mean yes. compared to my kids and well i mean I, that's on me but i was cutting grass when i was nine ten years old i mean i don't really have any grass to cut now but i shoveling snow raking leaves bringing in firewood splitting firewood stacking firewood driving firewood bringing it into the house well, to do anything before you like on the weekends or during the summer before you, and keep in mind, your parents wanted you out of the house. That's one thing. Like the whole thing is, you're going to go outside. You cannot be in my home. That was the rule of the parents. But we know you're going to f off all day. We know mm-hmm. you're going to get into trouble. But before you do all of that, like you said, you, you got like eight things you got to knock out. I would so, also say, again, summertime, man, just going to the pool. Some right, of the things. Summer t- yeah, not summer going to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eating terrible pizza. Oh man, you know what? And too. liking it. And I, I don't know. I don't know why this always fire, fires me up. But the same reason that uh, kids like to go to the Great Wolf Lodge. But a lot of the places on the East Coast, when you go to beach or whatever, and you have your vacation with your family, those water slide parks. Yes. Where you take the mat, man. That was one of my favorite days of the year. No questions asked. I just loved that thing, man. For whatever reason, that was like that was one of the greatest days ever of the year. Always. I like uh, what someone's saying here. Uh, wetting the bed and not giving a crap about it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. fair. Someone else. Uh, summertime hide and seek with the entire neighborhood. We would play late night games like kick the can Dude, or whatever the any game games you were. got to play at night that involved like flashlight like people this running is the neighborhood the greatest thing ever and mm-hmm. we realized you didn't realize it then but I realized it now as an adult all right so back when people those were the days you could have friends over <laughs> they have kids and the general rule is this like all of the adults generally are in one place 
and we are drinking, and as my mother says, telling lies, right? And we're having a good time. And for the kids, for you to continue to have all this night play outside, all you have to do is solve your own problems. Like, if you come up here crying because so-and-so did so-and-so, the party's over. So we can hear you crying, right? And everyone listens for their own kid. And this is really sad, but kids understand it. You listen to hear whose kid it is. All you know is if it's not yours, the parent doesn't identify it. You still wait about two minutes. They stop crying. All is well. We continue Mm -hmm. to drink. Mm -hmm. You continue to have fun. Here are some of the answers. Top 10 of uh, 1,000 kids surveyed uh, under the age of 11 to name the best thing about being a kid, jumping in puddles and playing outside in the rain. I I will say this, uh, when I was running a lot more than I am now, uh, one of the things you really brought back the fact of being a kid is if you're an adult and it starts to rain, you put your hood up, Mm -hmm. you seek shelter somehow, maybe you walk under awnings or you you carry an umbrella, whatever you do. You you plow through it sometimes, but but when you're running, you don't really have a choice. You know what I mean? So running in the rain is kind of reminiscent of being a kid. It's raining on you. You're going to get wet anyway. <laughs> but you, you, don't, you don't really care. You know I will I mean? say, uh, my son, we went to the Seahawks-Ravens game last year. The weather was abysmal. So all of the adults, maybe we got our hoods up, hands in pockets, and a hand over your beer so it doesn't get watered down. My son, I, I do not know why this is, rain means nothing to him. So he's got his little fro. That thing's melting down. Mm-hmm. And I got, hey, dude, do you want to put your hood up? And he looked, looked at me at one point and said, why? Yeah. It's like, never mind. Uh, building forts and make-believe in general. Just the idea of using your imagination and playing, which is pretty that, intelligent that is for still kids huge, under 11. Yes. Having lots of friends. And let's face it, the older that you get, it's not that you don't. You don't have as you probably just don't. Not that you, you don't get have more friends, you just, selective. You, yeah, but it's just hard to really hang out the way you used to when you could call someone up and say, "Hey, man, we're all going to meet here." Uh, you know what I mean? Play football or basketball or whatever uh, to go to the lake. Or whatever I think the deal that's is. some of. But look, like this: if there's a birthday party, uh, at least in the grades that my kids are at, it's one of those deals where you have to invite everyone. Mm-hmm. And stunningly, they all show up, even though I know for a fact my daughter hates this person. Like you hate yeah. each other for this moment. You can play, but like when you get older. You're not going to associate with that person because they suck. Holidays are even fun. I mean, as a kid, as a guy, Valentine's Day was great. You you had a Valentine that you're supposed to give every single kid in the class. You wrote Valentine's for all the kids, but you got candy. You got the party. There was no pressure. It's misleading. Right, exactly. Kids, when you're an adult, Valentine's Day, at least if you're a dude, it might be the single... It really changes the holiday, but very right. As a kid, I gave you a little heart that says "Be mine" on it, Mm -hmm. right? And somehow that was cute and that's wonderful. Now it's just like I'm going to spend three hundred goddamn dollars Mm -hmm. and go to some. (laughs) I'm going to pick the restaurant that I like most, but this restaurant's not going to serve the menu. They've decided for the reason I want to go. They decided the one day that is important to every couple out there. That they're going to take that menu of 20 delicious items and only give you five. And none of them are normally honest. And you had to book that three months in advance. (laughs) To get a meal you didn't want. If you were to just go the next night. You know what I mean? (laughs) I would get what I want. The pork chop would be there. (laughs) You wouldn't have to go pick one here, pick one here, pick one here. You could just go like, can I just pick what I want and eat that instead? Uh, Here's a strong one from the comments, all right? It says, uh, playing uh, doorbell ditch. Great as a kid. That makes me think of prank calls. When you were a kid, because it was never awful. You never said anything horrible. Technology, It man. lasted 10 seconds, but once they introduced caller ID, certainly with cell phones, like, kids, this sounds terrible. That, to me, absolutely was something you wanted to do. You had fun doing it for whatever reasons you wanted to do it, and it's harmless mm-hmm. fun. And, look, with the door cams and everything now, you're not going to be able to run up to somebody's door. Thanks, door Ness. Run you away. can't. No, I mean, it's, it's just like all the fun games like that are gone. It's also probably the closest I ever got to dying. Other things uh, oh, that... Uh, like, like sprinting off somebody's porch 
and like running through traffic in a car stopping like a yeah. foot from my, you know, like 12-year-old. <laughs> when we were stabbing all those inflatable bunny rabbits on Easter that one night, I told you the owner came out and busted my buddy over the back with a baseball bat. Oh. And you could hear the air exit Brett's like, right. like, it was like, <gasps> it's like, it's like, go. <laughs> and when he was running, man, we were all running. He was like, ah. Ah, ah, ah. And eventually goes, oh, God, I couldn't breathe for 35 seconds. Like, we know. And then he had this black line going across his back for like three weeks after that. <laughs> I mean, I still really like Christmas now, partly because of my right. birthday. But I think as a kid, the magic of it is different. It, it is yeah. an unbelievable thing. Uh, other things that kids love about being a kid, you get to go outside a lot. Birthdays are a big deal. Doesn't matter if it's yours or someone else's. True. Cake. Summer vacation you know, one and thing all about the other holidays you have off. Summer vacation. Wow. Summer vacation. And I remember, like, if you got to bring a friend with you, that oh, was, like, different. next level. Oh, and wow. Let me tell you something about birthdays now. And I was unaware of this, but if you go to someone else's birthday party as kids, you get a goodie bag. Like, mm-hmm. you get a prize just because you showed up. It's not even your birthday and you come on with balloons and this and that. I'm like... That S was not like that when I was growing up. Number three on the list, just the excitement during the lead up till Christmas Day. Number two, believe it or not, having parents to love and take care of. You make all your meals. Even kids under the age of 11 understand that that's uh, something they do. They That's if both of them love you, though. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, a little different in my house, player. It's not like they're cooking the di- the dinners and the meals and everything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even imagine a world, that, you know what I mean, where I, I'm not in charge of the food or I, yeah, well, it's all on us now. Exactly. Or even just a happy meal. Any idea the number one thing that kids love looking forward to? Playing in the hose. Actually, it's just Christmas Day. Christmas yeah. Day. So the excitement yep. leading up is number three and uh, Christmas presents number one on uh, What Do You Miss About to Be In a Kid? Connect with the Men's Room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. Game is Big Dummy 206-421-ROCK. Who is our next contestant ready to play the big game? I don't think I've ever taken one. I haven't either. We should take one on the air and find out how dumb we are. Man, that'd be a sad, sad day. Hello, Craig. Welcome to the men's room. Big dummy. Craig, Hello, Craig. Craig. Yep. Oh, right. oh, Craig. Sober, not sober. Ah, uh, cool, Buzz. Hey, a little Craig. buzz on, Craig? Okay. Yeah. I thought he said a little of both. Yeah, right. I don't know how that works. Craig, pick a side for your 4th of July celebration. Will it be corn on the cob, watermelon, deviled eggs, or macaroni salad? Deviled eggs all the way. Deviled eggs now in the lead as far as our contestants. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. I like that call, though. I do like it. I can at least eat four. Everybody does. I mean, it's only two eggs. Let's say at least four. Like, It's a matter of people are watching you. Because if you're just standing there and you already got a little buzz going, like they just they go down quick. That's yeah. honestly it. For whatever, with deviled eggs, you feel like you're being watched. Watermelon, you could just stand there and mm-hmm. shovel it in your face. Yeah. Nobody judges you. You start shoveling uh, deviled eggs, man, people people get mean. I don't even mind when people get fancy in the restaurants, but like roll on top or whatever. If they have that stuff, man, I'm like, no, I'm, don't. I'm ordering an appetizer with deviled eggs. Do not care in it. Just make I can't, a deviled I, what, egg. What the chef's going to do, he's going to do. What if I brought it over and I had roll on top? I'd be like, well, Steve probably knows what he's doing. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to put a little gherkin on mine. Don't, man. No, I'm kidding. That's Thanks, disgusting. I know. All right, here's your question. The northern lights are the Aurora Borealis. The southern lights are the Aurora what? Oh, gee, Merry Christmas. It'd be an easy one, guys. Pass. Pass? Oh, I thought you said this was an uh, easy one. Aurora Sorel. Aurora Australis. Aurora oh, the Aurora Australis. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Oh, no, Craig, get out of here. Wow, we haven't had one of these all day. Nice spin, Ted. No problem. Yeah. Craig, you just stopped. 
You just hit the Big Dummy Audio Daily Double. Wow. Eddie Better. Wow. You know what? Wow. We're not going to pick on Eddie Better. Sure. No one knows what he's saying in any song. We've established that. We thought, you know what? Why don't we go to someone different today? Why not, I don't know, legendary singer Robert Plant. Oh. In October of 1970, Led Zeppelin re- released their third studio album, Led Zeppelin Three. The opening tune was the iconic Immigrant Song, and we've been singing along with Robert Plant for 50 years. The question is, what the hell is Robert singing? So I'm going to play you a clip from Immigrant Song that we've all heard. Everyone screams, oh, come from the land of the earth and so. And now let's see if you know what the hell he's saying. Let's go ahead and run that clip. Yeah. Play it again. So what do you think old Robert Plant is saying there in that very famous refrain from the immigrant song? Where people twist and shout. Take it up, baby. All I got was hit it one more time, Mike. Oh, I want to go where things are. A Western show. <laughs> a Western show. I got always always, sleeping. always pushing on. <laughs> okay, again. Everyone knows. Hit it again. The- Hit it again. We've all sang the song and boom, nobody boom, knows boom, what boom, he's boom, saying. Boom, 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 boom. <clears throat> In that particular part, he says, on we sweep with threshing oar. Our only goal will be the Western Shore. You know what's crazy? In this moment right now, not, I have no idea. Not one person is saying, I told you. Jesus. Nobody knew what the hell he was saying there. <laughs> I thought he was tired. I've heard hard. that song almost every day of my life, man. And I'm pulling hard. up these lyrics and I'm like, that's what he says? Huh. Question three, Craig. All right, question number three for you. How many Great Lakes are there? Oh, uh, five. Too easy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can you name easy. them, Craig? Oh, he's already gone. Oh, okay. Come on. I know you can do it. Uh, we have Michigan. Yeah. We have Lake Superior. Yes. We have Lake Huron. Mm-hmm. We have Lake Erie and yeah. Ontario. You are correct, yes, sir. That's very good. Game is Big Dummy, 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the men's room. Oh, fellas. Hola. Hola. Scott, sober, not sober. Sober. All right, Scott, welcome to the show. Okay, we're talking 4th of July sides on our men's room poll. Will it be corn on the cob, watermelon, deviled eggs, or macaroni salad? Well, swallow it up, bitch, and garlic butter. Corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. All right, I'll make room at the table for you. (laughs) All right, here is your question. Who was the first person to sign the Declaration of Independence? Uh, I'll probably my tongue, but I can't think of it. Uranus. Who did you guess? Uranus. <laughs> Uranus? When you don't know, just say Uranus. Uh, Any guesses? James Madison. Oh. John Hancock. Oh, he did. He, he was, in fact, yeah. also the first person to sign it. But I want you to think about something. The way it is explained in history is that uh, you're going to part ways with the King of England. And so when when John Hancock signed this, he signed his name very large 
because he wanted the king to know, like, hey, F you. Now, keep in mind, he signed first. He also signed to the largest. I mean, everyone else is kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Sure, I agree with Johnson. Shorty Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who is this Shorty Johnson in the colonies? <laughs> Shorty Johnson. Who is Amanda Huggenkiss? I do not know these I'm people. I'm not putting my name down. No <laughs> right. way. Who is Nipples McGillicutty? Phil McCracken. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, your question. Who was the first American woman to go to space? Space. I should know this one too. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it, but I got a pass. Was she Russian? Well, she was the first American woman oh, to go to okay. space. Oh, so, based on that alone, I'm going to say no, but I can't. It's not who it. we think it is, is it? Well, who do you, you think it is? No, I don't want to even say it. What to say? Some Christy McCullough, isn't it? She did not make it to space. Oh, she did. That's right. That'd be right. Sally Ride. Sally Ride. Yeah. Starring Sally Ride. Yeah, I know. John Steele. Astronaut or porn star? All right. Your question. Curly blonde hair, either way. Right. Who is the. Ca- what? Jesus. What is the capital. Try it again. I'm trying to get my mouth open. Capital. Apparently, I'm auditioning for Fat Albert. What is the capital? I'll do it Fat And back to future. Right. <laughs> what is the capital of Michigan? Or the capital. Hmm. Lansing. Oh, that is in fact the capital of Michigan. What what were you thinking? I thought it was going to be a random town. That's pretty random. Well, I know East Lansing because of Michigan State football. Right. This is just Lansing. Lansing. And then I know Ann Arbor because of Michigan football. And you know Battle Creek because of cereal. 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 Flint because of bottled water. You know Detroit because it's Detroit. Oh my goodness, I forget Detroit's in Michigan. Damn, man, <laughs> that's the big one. <laughs> right, that's that the, is it the is. Like you just, it's like Atlanta. Like sometimes I forget Atlanta is actually in Georgia. You know what I mean? Because Atlanta is it just kind Atlanta. Of is. Right. Yeah, Atlanta like, is its own thing within Georgia. Right. Michigan's such an odd state. With the no offense to our guy that lives up in the UP, but you know what I mean? Like Detroit's like Detroit. Then there's Michigan. then there's Michigan. Right. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at Facebook.com/slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. All right, Michael, we made it to drinking time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Steve at Thrillhill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed. First, Ted, a message for you. I know that because it says, hey, Ted, try a Central Bakery's rustic potato bread. It's so good, it'll change your religion. I, look, I love potato bread. I'm just saying, if I'm having a sandwich, it's on sourdough. Okay. Actually, anything from Essential is awesome. I, yeah, that's a good that's point. Right. Uh, today, we are toasting a man by the name of Paul Frost. From lovely uh, Bristol, England. Now, you should know he is the pub owner of a place uh, called Edward, Col- or actually the Colston Arms in Kingsdown, Bristol. The name of the pub, well, I just told you that, but it's named, <laughs> sorry, it's named after a 17th century guy named Edward Colston. Well, with what's been going on here in the United States and then reaching around the world, it came to people's attention that Edward Colston was also a 17th century slave trader. So this guy said, you know what, man? I am going to change the name of the pub. There was absolutely no backlash. People said, that's cool. You know, we're, we're cool to part with that. 
The reason I'm toasting this guy, and keep in mind, this pub name is only temporary until he comes up with something better. But right now, instead of the Colston Arms in Kingsdown, he has temporarily renamed his pub Ye Old Pubby McDrunkface. <laughs> Sounds like he went online. <laughs> yes. Ye Old Pubby McDrunkface is now the latest craze uh, if you're lucky enough to get to Bristol, England. <laughs> I like it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And he said, look. Ye Old Pubby McPubface? Pubby McDrunkface. Yeah. Okay. And he said, look, it's just temporary. I get the feeling it's not going to be because he said he, he's opened it up online for people to give suggestions. And the one thing that we know after was a Bodie McBoatface, mm-hmm. right? A couple other things like that. Like I think it's going to end up being Pubby McDrunkface, probably ye for the old fir- ye old Pubby McDrunkface. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in 100. I'm buying the T-shirt. I get the hat. I mean, you, you're, you're a, selling merch. I got it. That's what I mean. Bring it home. If that's the name he keeps, that that dude's going to do fantastic business. But to uh, the the fantastic bar, ye old Pubby McDrunkface. I like that he still threw in the ye old. Oh yeah, I think that's that that gives it that classy English touch. You know? Sure, like ye old corn dog at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> yes, even yeah. though it's Bristol. <laughs> yes, a corn dog. Nothing says ye old quite quite like a corn dog being handed to you by a wench. So we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy. So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hole of the tola. Thanks for listening to the best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.